and the next service person you encounter. So if you're ready, I'll show you the importance of maintaining a bright outlook no matter what the weather, the way to open the door to a more enjoyable life, and how to make any conversation go both smoothly and schmoozly. If you already have a successful schmoozing style, great. As you listen, you'll see yourself in action. You might even gain a new idea or two. If you know of anyone who could use a few more of your skills, since a little charm does no harm, then give them this tape with a pat on the back and these words of encouragement. I know you don't need this, but give it a listen and give it to someone you know. If you're a competent schmoozer, you won't find it back on your desk the next day. What you're about to hear is how I've tried to live my life. I've spent three-fourths of my life as a functional illiterate, and schmoozing helped me get through that. As I was making it, I was faking it. But at the end of the day, I was sincere. I truly love people and believe that we're all in this together. I volunteer whenever possible, give what I can afford, and really believe that schmoozers are more givers than takers. I hope this tape will make your life easier and friendlier. Fantasize, if it catches on, we can achieve world peace. So... My advice is take a vacation, whatever you think is first class, once a year, every year. Do the right thing, brush and floss, and remember, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. Today's a gift, that's why they call it present. AJ. Chapter 1. The Four Laws of Schmoozing. The first law of schmoozing is that there are two kinds of people, schmoozers and losers. Schmoozers are always part of the answer. Losers are always part of the problem. Schmoozers generate ideas. Losers create excuses. Schmoozers say, let me do that for you. Losers say, it's not my job. Losers are sheep. Schmoozers are shepherds. Losers say, it may be possible, but it's too difficult. Schmoozers say, it may be difficult but it's not impossible. That's why schmoozers are never losers, and losers are never schmoozers. My ability to schmooze saved my life many times. I've talked my way into jobs and out of being mugged, into marriage and out of speeding tickets. Schmoozing can save you, too. It can save your marriage, your job, and possibly your sanity. It can make your life easier and make you more pleasant. So how do you actually go about schmoozing? Well, the second law of schmoozing is the practical principle on which everything is based. Leave every situation with people wanting more, not wanting you to go. Schmoozers are often popular because they're charming, and there's nothing people want more than to be charmed. But that doesn't mean schmoozers are always the center of attention. A good schmoozer helps others feel as though they are the center of attention. In other words, it's important to know when to stop being the life of the party and let the party gather momentum without you. It's also essential to keep in mind that schmoozing is not just a cocktail party skill. Yes, a good schmoozer shines in a big group event, but as the third law of schmoozing states, you schmooze in twos. In other words, every encounter between two human beings holds the potential for conflict and disagreement, and thus also holds the potential for schmoozing. This includes encounters with spouses, bosses, children, partners, service personnel, and authorities. Our modern, fast-paced society makes demands upon our time, our emotions, and our wallets, which makes many of us testy much of the time. Living peacefully on planet Earth calls for reduction of our overactive aggression. Conflict is most often eliminated whenever the tongue connects with the heart. Another way of saying, 
schmoozing. You might be thinking, hold on, schmoozing with a cabbie or a telephone operator? What good would that do? We don't have anything in common. These, these people don't care about me. But the point is that everybody cares about themselves. So if you make it clear that you care about them too, you've immediately got at least one thing in common. That's the truth behind the fourth law of schmoozing. People want to be schmoozed. As Mary Poppins so aptly stated, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. I've devised several questions to help you determine whether you are ready to delve more deeply into the art and science of schmoozing. Answer honestly. Are you willing to break loose and give 5% more than the current tipping rate? Are you willing to listen to a joke you've heard before without interrupting to say, I've heard that one before, or is it possible you can laugh genuinely at his or her presentation? Would you choose to be schmoozed instead of directed or bullied into doing something? Can you release your suspicious belief that everyone is really trying to get in your good side through positioning and dishonest maneuvers? Can you lose preconceived notions of people and try to reach the good nature of others? If you answered no to any of these questions, you could benefit from the ideas of this tape. Hell, you need this tape. They say that you shouldn't enter a kitchen if you fear getting into the stew. In the same vein, don't try schmoozing if you fear success. Later, when your life is collapsing and you suddenly realize why you're ramming a fishing lure in your eye, because it feels better when you stop, then you might be ready to hear how the social solve called schmoozing can aid you with your healing. Chapter 2. Come Bearing Chach. Never come in empty-handed. Two elderly gentlemen have been friends their entire lives. One of them had to move across town, so he called his buddy to give him directions to the new digs. It's easy, he said. Get on the Vanna Street bus, transfer onto the Sushi bus, get off on Groucho Street. First house on the southeast corner, walk up the stairs and ring the doorbell with your elbow. The second man said, All right, but... Why am I ringing the doorbell with my elbow? And the first man said, What, you're not carrying anything? Try this experiment right now. Pick up an object, a pencil, a paperclip, anything. And if someone is in the room with you, hand them the object. Did they take it? Of course they did, because taking something that is offered is an automatic reflex. Everyone delights in getting something for nothing. If you have ever attended a convention, you can see this automatic reflex at work. People walk past booths that are giving away free samples, and at the end of the day, they leave with bulging shopping bags. As the old adage tells us, people will take a hot stove if it's free. That's why companies give away millions of free samples daily, and why coupons are such a hot advertising item. Just the other day, I saw three jars in the window of the drive through area of my bank. One jar was filled with small packages of candy. One contained bubblegum, and the other had doggy treats. <laughs> Looked like they had their customers covered. What the bank is banking on is people's delight in getting tchotchke, a Yiddish word meaning a toy or little plaything that can vary in price from a 25-cent gumball to a million-dollar yacht docked in the Caribbean. Restaurants that offer free matches, toothpicks, or mints after the meal understand the importance of tchotch. Successful hotels are successful partly because they offer tchotch to win your hearts and pocketbooks, mints on your pillow, free breakfasts, passes to the health club, and activities to keep your children occupied. 
Every year for Christmas, I receive a lovely fruit basket from my local dry cleaners. Do they get my repeat business? <laughs> you bet. Astute business people know it's good business to schmooze you with chotch. And the same principle can work for you in your personal life. The chotch schmooze is the best icebreaker in the world. When you were a kid, did you have a favorite aunt, uncle, or friend of the family who you could always count on to bring a little something for you when they visited? My cousin Casey is a perfect example of someone who loves buying chotch. Despite the fact he was a GI on a limited budget, whenever he came home on leave, he always brought something special for me. A pet rabbit for my magic act, a kit to make lead soldiers, a pistol that shot caps, a motorized director set. He also did stand-up comedy. When I was a kid with the worst toothache pain in the world, he made me laugh so hard that I totally forgot I had a toothache. The humor was the best chotch I ever received. To this day, my cousin Casey has a special primetime place in my heart. If you've ever given a gift to someone you care about, you can be sure they probably think of you with the same kind of fondness I have for cousin Casey. But the chotch schmooze is just as important, maybe even more so, with strangers. Simply offering someone a piece of gum at the beginning of a conversation is an easy and effective way to give someone chotch. It's fun. No one gets hurt, and everyone comes out a winner. The beauty and fun of this schmooze is that it takes the person receiving the gift by surprise. The natural reflex of a person who has been gifted in this manner is to find a way to give something back to you. This reciprocation can take many forms. A smile, more friendly service, a, a room upgrade, a larger portion of food, or faster seating in a crowded restaurant. Let me guess what you're thinking, because it's the first question I get when I'm giving schmooze seminars. Aren't you just trying to get something out of somebody? Well, yes and no. No, because I go into it expecting nothing more than a smooth and easy encounter. And yes, because I get joy out of giving, and even more joy if something comes out of it and I've really clicked with another human being. Don't be afraid that others might think you're trying to buy their affection. When you give a gift with the intent to delight the recipient will intuitively know that you're not buying their affection. You're earning it. For all giveaways, I always say, whether you can help me or not, this is yours just for trying. Because I know the importance of chotch, I'm always on the lookout for possible gift items. When I find something good, I stock up. I found a perfect size suitcase that I keep in my car to store all the chotch I buy on impulse. I call it my Chotch Crash Kit, and it's filled with chotch for every conceivable occasion, for adults and kids alike. I carry tire pressure gauges for schmoozing at service stations. I buy them for about 10 cents on the dollar. Every time I drive into a service station, oil change shop, or car wash, whether it's a place I frequent or not, I give the attendant or mechanic a tire gauge, because I know that mechanics appreciate practical things. I was lucky enough to be on the receiving end of a million-dollar chotch schmooze. The Florida lottery was up to some ridiculously high amount, like uh, $180 million, and made the news every day. A salesman who supplies my company purchased 100 lottery tickets and randomly handed them out to my coworkers. When he gave me a ticket, he said, if you win this, it's all yours. Good luck. I remembered thinking that if I were to win the $180 million, not only would I give him half and pay his taxes, but when he got old, I'd go to his house every day to cover his legs with a blanket. Inspired by this schmooze, I now buy reams of lottery tickets for special occasions, and my friends get a shot at becoming millionaires. All for a buck a pop. For my near and dear friends, I enclose a lottery ticket in every birthday card I send them.
Giving is an important part of friendship. That's why it's a good policy never to enter a host's house empty-handed. It doesn't matter if you bring cut flowers, a gift that's dead and keeps dying, food, wine, or any silly trinket. Personalized gifts like towels, foodstuffs, or wine with personal labels are particularly fun items to give away. If you're stumped for an idea, send a fruit basket a few days before you arrive. Don't exclude chach for the kids, even if it's only a 35-cent bottle of soap bubbles. The kids have fun blowing bubbles, and the parents will remember your kind gesture. Or bring a disposable camera, take pictures during the day, have them developed, and send them to your host as a thank you gift. A long-lasting chach is a sign-in guest book. It'll stay in the household forever, and because you'll be the first to sign it, they'll always remember you. When you're buying chach, think carefully about the person that you're buying it for and consider what they might need or be collecting. Make sure that the amount you spend is appropriate for the level of relationship. Otherwise, the gift has the potential of becoming a burden for them. Bearing chach is not about looking for reciprocation. These gifts are meant to be given freely, since bearing chach is about being kind, not about being repaid in kind. Start preparing a chach crash kit for your car today, and be sure to put something in it for everyone. There's no secret formula for bearing chach, and no end to the possibilities of finding new ways to share it. I'm always looking for new opportunities to spread cheer and goodwill, and I hope you will too. I guarantee that by the end of a day of schmoozing with chach, you'll realize that you have received double the amount that you've given. If all you got with your gift of chach is a pleasant smile and a smoother transaction, you've just enjoyed a win-win. Because when it comes to bearing chach, the gift you really bear is you. Chapter 3. The Make What You Say Pay Schmooze. Leave them wanting you to go on instead of wanting you to go. A theatrical booking agent hears about a talking horse on a farm in northern Wisconsin. He drives up to the pasture, and one of the horses comes up to the fence and says, You looking for somebody? The guy says, Oh, my God, yes, I'm, I'm looking for you. You're, you're really a talking horse. The horse says, Yep, I'm fluent in four languages. I'm familiar with all the classics. I recite William Shakespeare. And nine years ago, I won the Kentucky Derby. The booking agent says, That's great. I'm going up to the farmhouse, and I'm going to buy you from the owner. You're going you're to have a great life in show business. You'll be on Letterman and Leno. You'll have a clean, clean stall and all the oats you can eat. The horse says, That's cool with me, man. Go for it. So the booking agent knocks on the farmer's door. The farmer says, Can I help you? The agent, Do you know that wonderful talking horse out there in the pasture?